Previously recorded in both Murfreesboro and Chattanooga, Tennessee, this is NFLs, a production by Next Season Sports Media. Hello, everyone, and welcome to NFLs. It's a 39. 39- Drew Wade. My name is Jacob Wilkinson. Uh, lovely, thank you. I'm glad that um, I was able to experience that. It's always, it's always fun to be surprised in the opener rather than surprise. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. I figured I'd give you the joy. It, that's that's the joy of Christmas <laughs> is I get to share that with you. I'm pretty good. How are you doing? I'm um, wonderful. You're not. We'll get into fantasy later, but if we're talking fantasy, not so good. If that's you, I mean, I don't know. I won. Um, I think I'm back in action. And, I mean, like, Wade Dynasty was helpless. I think I'm back in action in two of the leagues you're not in and in Canto. Uh, I mean, Jodo. And I had a close call in our money league, and I still think I can win the playoffs. So I don't know. I mean, mm. tough, but it's fine, I think. I can see myself like with two season championships and a solid finish and one of the other two. So, I mean, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, this week is big. I'm playing you in our money league and in the Wade Dynasty. If I win both of those games, then I'll have a bye week in both of those leagues, and I'm pretty psyched about it. Um, Actually, so if to... you could just lose to me, that'd be good. Yeah, we were supposed to do a rivalry. I forgot to set it up. I need to set it up for next season, but it's probably better this way anyway because the season schedule was already set when I pitched it. But if I remember to do our rivalry week, you'd be playing me in uh, Jodo as well this week. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, we got to make sure to get that happening next year. Um, But, yeah, you mentioned it. Wade Dynasty is a little hopeless for you, but you're going to get the first pick in the draft. That would be great, except Jake holds your pick. So Jake is going to have the first pick in the draft. Um, But remember, you don't have to, uh, you're not going to be last place if, unless you, well, rewind. You're going to be last place in the regular season, but you won't have to do the last place punishment unless you lose the toilet bowl. So don't give up hope. You won't have to wear a Russell Wilson jersey. (laughs) Yeah, allegedly I'm getting a Russell Wilson jersey, which I think, like, I certainly don't want to wear, but in the grand scheme of things, there's, like, worse was, things to look at I was thinking, I was thinking that after Brendan pitched that to me, I thought it was a really good idea. And then I thought about it more, and there's always that universe where Russell Wilson figures it out in the future and just does well for the Broncos, and then you'd be happy to wear years. it. So. Six years <laughs> for you guys to turn that into a free present that I won by being bad at fantasy. <laughs> When you can just find me in my homes one that I'm going to hate immediately, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, might have to do that. Or Derek Carr. <laughs> Either way. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun, that's a good one. It might be a Deshaun Watson jersey. If it's not me, oh. let's please my somebody else. <laughs> oh, man. The Browns' oh, Twitter account is really leaning heavy into Sean Watson it. being back. I can't it's believe real, it, man. It's really wild. I'm like, they keep they kept posting. I was like, guys, come on. Read just a little bit. Yeah. <sighs> but, yeah, pretty crazy um, stuff. But no, they are uh, proud to be... The, the heels, so good for them, I suppose. Um, at least tough. Um, except, 
except it's not good anyway that was our untitled seg- uh, fantasy segment um let's go ahead and hop into the next one Let's let's check in on last week's bets. I know mine was a big. Mm, it looked like it was going to be a good week for me. Um, I had Colts plus eleven against the Cowboys, and up until like a minute or two left in the third quarter, that looked like a really good bet. <laughs> and then the Colts forgot how to play the game of football, and that game ended up being like fifty-four to nineteen. It was a thirty-three to zero fourth quarter. It was it was real bad. Like, I don't know how, I don't know. It was a scorigami, though, so I. It's pretty fun. But you, on the other hand, you had the Packers minus three against the Bears. Quite the inverse of mine. Uh, it looked really shaky at the beginning, but then they ended up winning by nine, I believe. So good yeah. on you, Mike. Like I said, I'm picking I'm picking people favored to win until the season's over. Not really, but the I think that a lot of those bets have been um, pretty um, in, enticing lately. I want to also update, uh, just because, you know, sometimes we both talk about a bet that we think is good, but neither of us picked it, or one that we think is bait. Last week we highlighted the, uh, the 36 and a half over under for the Broncos versus Ravens. <laughs> And how much of a bait it was. 19 points overall. Uh, very wisely avoided by both members of this show. Drew, what is your bet for this week? My bet for this week, I have... Um, so, it looks like a stinky line, and that's why I'm taking it. The Lions are at home. They're favored against 2.5 against the 10-2 and two Minnesota Vikings. Lions have been on a terror recently. The last five. I believe with that only loss being the close game with the Bills on Thanksgiving. Um, Minnesota, great for them. They've been winning really close games. They're 10-2, and two, so they're having a really good season. But this is a lot like the other week when um, I saw the Lions were playing the, the Giants, who had a great record at the time, and the Lions were favored in that game. And I was like, that doesn't. that's a little... Sus, if you ask me. So that's why I picked the Lions in that game. So just really using that same logic here. Going uh, Lions minus two and a half against the Vikings. I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's a good one. These teams um, tend, to, tend to keep it pretty close. So uh, I think in general, a pretty spicy match. Kind of an interesting line in general, like you said. I, I, it's kind of an odd one just looking at it from the get-go. Um, mine... I'm going to go back to something that I was interested in most of the time earlier this season, taking the under in games, sneaking them out, smelling them out. One that I found this week that I thought was pretty interesting, um, 44 for Jets at Bills. Kind of makes sense. Almost like kind of seems like bait to go over a little bit because both these teams have had some pretty explosive games uh, at, at times, uh, especially in the division. However... I think that the Bills are going to defensively handle the the Jets pretty easily, regardless of who is starting at quarterback in this game. I think that like the the highest scoring this game could go is like thirty to thirteen, and you know in that world, like you know we're still not breaking the over under. So I think that that forty four is set pretty spicy. I think a lot of people are going to get baited by it as an over, but I, I kind of like the under here. So. 
good call. And uh, it's in Buffalo, so always a chance of some um, adverse work conditions. So that would help your sure. case a lot. Um, but yeah, let's hope we go two for two this week. Um, that last week was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but oh well, let's give us let's give a score update. So we disagreed five times last week. So certainly the score moved a bit right. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> little SpongeBob nugget for you get there, <laughs> like but um, yeah. Why don't you tell? Why don't you explain what happened here? Yeah, no problem. So as Drew alluded to, we went five and five in disagreements. I picked up games on Drew taking the Lions over the Jags. I mean, let's be honest. We all knew I was going to get that one over him, and taking the Bucks over the Saints, kind of a contested one. Drew got a surpriser on me with the Bengals over the Chiefs and um, one that everyone knew he'd take over me, the 49ers over the Dolphins. So, <laughs> pretty spicy week. Um, so, you would say, wait a second, two and two, how does that work? What was the fifth game? The fifth game was the illustrious 20 to 20 tie between the uh, New York Giants and the Washington Commanders. Great stuff happening over there in that division. Honestly, like, in the grand scheme of the league, the two teams that I would say most likely to tie right now. Not really that surprising <laughs> to me. Like, <laughs> um, so, there you go. We know. It was, it was such a pivotal game for them, too, because it was really going to help or hurt either team's playoff chances based on who won or lost. And uh, I feel like this is just a push. Like, yeah. uh, they're kind of in the same spot that they were before as entering the playoffs. <laughs> But these teams have to be kind of frustrated with that situation, as is the nature of the worst system in the NFL. Anyway, I went 10-4-1. Drew went 10-4-1. The coin went 7-7-1. I'm not going to check the overall score because Drew rests up the same like 7 mark or wherever it's been at for a little bit now. So uh, we march forward into Week 14, where I kick us off with Thursday Night Football between... Um, the Los Angeles Rams and the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Madden has gotten a little strange this year, to say the least. Uh, the franchise mode has been going a little crazy. I've been seeing rosters change in ways that I certainly never expected, and um, certainly the last thing I assumed going into this season was that our reigning Super Bowl, a Super Bowl champion would be on the sideline, Matthew Stafford, in favor of, well, of course, given injury and all that, but Baker Mayfield is coming in here to LA, unbelievably, to, um, to I don't know, ruin a third franchise, I suppose. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, so, uh, you know, maybe a potential uptick for the Rams. Like, actually, like, I would say, like, just given what they've been at for the last few weeks with all the injuries, like, getting Baker on the field right now is a good thing. However, it speaks overall to, like, the obvious truth, which is that this season is, like, that room where SpongeBob is deleting his memories just to kind of, like, knock that reference ball back to your side of the court. So, I think, <laughs> um, you know, good thing a little bit. However, you know, obviously... Very insignificant of just the absolute nightmare of a season happening for the Rams. The Raiders have been, like, I mean, we reference it every week, but completely up and down all season. Really, like, 
akin, I'd say, to kind of um, the Falcons almost of last season, where it looks like they have a lot of interesting things that could work for them, but they can never really escape anything other than, like, a win every other week. Um, but now with this win over the Chargers, you know, you have to wonder, are things taking, like, turn, taking a turn for the better for them? Is Derek Carr, who for some reason has a like full denomination dedicated to him swearing that he could use these tools on this team going to actually learn how to use the likes of Devontae Adams being on this team now I think so I think that uh even with the like band-aid solutions being applied in LA they are still like this is still a car with broken brakes going down a hill <laughs> and like I am curious to see how it's going to eventually stop I am going to go with the Raiders yeah, uh, that's a good analogy, I think, for the whole Rams season this year. And really disappointing. Um, we were still holding out hope just a couple weeks ago that they were going to turn things around, and we both put them in the playoffs. Yikes. Now they're sitting at 3-9, and nine, and um, they have no semblance of the team that they were last year that won the Super Bowl. The Raiders, on the other hand, like you said, really been up and down this year, but they're on a three-game winning streak right now. Their offense looks like it is fun clicking uh Derek Carr is using those tools as you said and I think um I think they're gonna continue their hot streak here although this is dangerous this is the kind of game that I feel like the Raiders lose you expect them to win you expect them to stay hot uh get themselves back in the conversation but then they go and lose to a terrible Rams team but I'm not gonna bet on that I'm gonna go with the Raiders here coin on the other hand is Going with the Raiders. I don't know why I said on the other hand. Up next, we have got a game that we already talked about with the Minnesota Vikings going to take on the Detroit Lions. Um, obviously, taking the Lions here. Point spread. Um, the Lions have been really good at home this year. This game. Defense is really popping off the past few. Uh, four out of the last five. So um, I think they give the Vikings a little shock here, and I think we see the Lions start to make a little more noise in FC playoff picture. Well, actually, I guess it doesn't matter. Just yeah, get it going while I'm talking here. Okay, um, so this might not come as a surprise because I tried to keep it a surprise by being a little noncommittal when you mentioned this as your bet earlier on in the episode. Um, obviously, no shockers. I'm going to be taking a disagreement with you on this one. Uh, even with the Lions being like week in, week out a little bit more dependable and consistent, especially you want to look at this like 40 bond they dropped this last week as kind of a return to form from earlier this season where they were like scoring really high all the time. Um, the Vikings like have basically always played really close games with the Lions, and at the end of the day, I just kind of trust them to clutch it out a little bit more at this point in the season. We've seen them uh, winning a variety of situations, whereas we've kind of seen the Lions like losing a variety of situations. And I know that this is like sort of superficial, but just like given the history of both of these teams and like their seasons right now and the matchup between the two of them, it just seems to me that like the Lions will find a way to lose this one and the Vikings will find a way to win this one. So just what I've come to expect. All right. So I'm going to go with the Vikings. They are 9-0 in one-score games this year, so um, not a bad uh, take there. Coin is going with the Lions, siding with me once again in a disagreement. Classic, classic coin. All right, next up we have 
The Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Baltimore Ravens. Exciting stuff. Both of these teams coming off of some highfalutin wins this last week. The Steelers managed to bring it home versus one of the most exciting teams that you can drop in your your win column this season, the Atlanta Falcons. Kenny Pickett and the team, you know, soared to new heights uh, in Atlanta versus... You know, one of the hardest to overcome defenses that we have in the league. On the other side, um, the Ravens ran it up on the Broncos with an insane 10-9 to finish. So both these teams kind of, you know, coming into this week in a little bit of a, a little bit of an ultra instinct form, and it's kind of hard to see how either of them could, you know, lose this momentum. Uh, that being said, Steelers have been terrible all year, and you know me all, you you all know me too kind of baseline trust in the Ravens. I think that the the low-scoring uh, nature of their game last week speaks to just how much I'm going to continue to cope about the Broncos being the best defense in the league, not much more. Um, I think that they can certainly outscore the Steelers, so I'm going to go with the with the Ravens here. Uh, I'll take a second disagreement in a row here. Um, I think Kenny Pickett has been getting better and better week in and week out. Uh, he got off to a really slow start at the beginning of the season, but or at the beginning of his time playing. But you can really expect that from a rookie. Um, Ravens are going to be missing Lamar Jackson. Even when he was in the games, uh, they weren't having that great of offensive output just with the lack of weapons they have. Um, I don't trust the Ravens to score a lot of points here. We know that the Steelers can score in bunches. They scored 30 the other week against the Cincinnati Bengals. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them do something similar here. I'm going to go with the Steelers, shockingly. And uh, we're, right. we're just moving closer and closer to Mike Tomlin once again having a not losing record. <laughs> Coin is going with the Ravens in this one. All right. Up next, we have got another AFC North matchup with the Cleveland Browns taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, The line in this one is like Bengals minus six. This is another one that I took a look at uh, taking the Browns plus six because for some reason, I don't know what it is. The the Bengals always seem to struggle with the Browns these last couple of years, uh, regardless of who looks like the better team. Um, But I I, I don't... the, The Browns put up like three offensive points last week against the Houston Texans. They really just look so disjointed and I don't really trust them to do better against the Bengals this week. And I think the Bengals are really hitting their stride a lot like they did late in the year last year. So um, I'm going to be taking the Bengals here. Yeah, I agree with basically everything you said. The Browns, I think like have the capability of moving on to um, unfortunately high levels of, of play, but for right now, um, I think that the last few weeks have kind of proven that the Bengals are, like you said, like heating up as the season moves on. Again, the season starting to find um, ways to succeed, regardless of some of their uh, pretty stark weaknesses. And that's what I really like about this team, honestly. So, um, obviously, not interested in taking, um, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson versus Joe Burrow in the first place. So, let's go, Bengals. Uh, I'm going to interrupt our little agreement, disagreement streak here. All right. The coin also off the Deshaun Watson train is going with the Bengals. Love it. Next up, we have the Buffalo Bills hosting the New York Jets. Um, 
as I alluded to earlier on. In the episode, when I took the under on this game, I believe that the Bills are going to hold it down on the Jets pretty easily in this game, regardless of who's starting at QB. This has been, uh, you know, even though like this was one of the losses that the Bills took earlier this season, I still think that this has been historically a pretty tough matchup for the Jets, and I think especially with that blood uh, from earlier this year, the Bills in general are trying to prove themselves as being... Um, still one of the best teams in this conference in this league, uh, and also with the going back to Buffalo, you just and like you said with the weather as well, yeah. There's just I think a lot of reasons to suspect that this one's going to go to Buffalo. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a bit closer. Um, Mike White has got this offense actually playing better these last two weeks. The weapons on the Jets' offense look a lot better, but I'm still going to be going with the Bills here. They. I'm sure they still have a bad taste in their mouths from how that game against the Jets ended a few weeks ago when they took the L. Um, and I think they're a much better overall team, uh, regardless of how strong the Jets look on defense and regardless of who's playing quarterback. So going Bills as well. Shocking. Uh, Coin also going with the Bills, making this our second straight unanimous See if we can go for three. Up next, we've got the Houston Texans taking on the Dallas Cowboys in the You Don't Mess With Texas Bowl. Um, The Cowboys probably are going to win by plenty. Uh, The Texans are a very bad football team. They're going back to Davis Mills this week at quarterback, so maybe we'll see a little Davis Mills magic if there is such a thing. (laughs) But um, can't be much worse than Kyle Allen's been playing the last few weeks. But the Cowboys' defense did... It really just doesn't matter who's going to be playing quarterback for the Texans. They're going to shut them down, unfortunately, and the Cowboys are going to get yet another probably dominant win. Yeah, I think that this is like these two teams are coming to this game with like like completely different um, levels of momentum. The Cowboys, you know, a lot of people thought were going to experience a little bit of a fall from grace this season, but instead they turned out being like one of the best teams in the NFC. On the other side of the coin, the Texans thought that they were going to be able to shore up a little bit this year, and that has not happened at all. And then you look at last week, the Texans were probably the worst performing offense we saw in the league. Meanwhile, the Cowboys were probably the best (laughs) performing offense we saw in the league. So um, I just I think that it would be a real miracle on turf for for the Texans to find a win in this one. I'm going to go with Dallas here. All right, and the coin is going with the Texans. So no three straight unanimous here. How sad. Bummer. This. Cool. All right. <laughs> Why don't you take this next? Oh game yeah, for us? yeah. Let me hop in here and cut you off. The Eagles are going to the Meadowlands to take on the Giants in the first time these two teams have played each other this year. Remarkably late to be saying that. I feel like, but here we are. The Eagles. Deservedly, I think, are seven-point road favorites in this game. Um, They looked so good, so stinking good last week against the Titans. And A.J. Brown is a menace and pretty much got that Titans GM fired um, for what is looking like one of the worst trades for the Titans uh, in a long time. Uh, The Giants, on the other hand, coming off that tie with the Commanders, um, don't really know... (laughs) who I feel better about from that matchup. Um, 
the Giants and Commanders. I think the Eagles are definitely the better team, though. And uh, I think Jalen Hurts is going to continue his MVP campaign. And, uh, yeah, I think the Eagles' defense is going to take um, advantage of the dearth of weapons over there in New York. All right. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you here. Um, Eagles are just looking phenomenal right now. Quite near unstoppable. Um, we just have seen them. Yeah, really, like, I know that we've talked about, like, the way that, like, the way that the games have played out. We've seen, like, a wide variety of showings from them. But I also want to say that just, like, in terms of, like, output, they have been so veritous, which I think is why uh, Jalen Hurts has managed to stay in the running in a year where I think, like, Patrick Mahomes should look like a pretty clear choice for the MVP. Um, So, excited to see them continue that here versus the Giants. I'm going to go with the Eagles as well. Nice. That's what we like to hear. Bird up. The coin is also going with the Eagles. This is an Eagles podcast. Awesome. Next up, we have the Tennessee Titans hosting the Jacksonville Jags. The Titans, as you just said, um, have canceled their uh their beloved j rob who i just is that it right i just yeah. found out that that's what he is referred to as reagan sent me <laughs> a meme about j rob and i was like yeah i don't know who that is man i'm sorry <laughs> um but uh j rob is gone um out with the old and then with the um season that will end with nothing just like every other titan season um they are going to lose to these Jags is something I just decided right now to pick. I know oh, that wow. I'm like, I know that I'm like the most, the most when it comes to like picking against the Titans. So don't get me wrong. Like, it isn't really that impressive for me to say this, but, um, I, in general, I do think that the Titans are, have a lot of talent, but just have been re- like revealed to be completely without direction versus all the good teams they've played this year. Now are the Jags a good team? Absolutely not. Are the Jags a good team at taking advantage of the weaknesses of the Titans and Colts? Arguably better than any other team in this, in this <laughs> league. And I think that the Titans are kind of wearing their weaknesses on their sleeve right now. Plus, it's in Tennessee. We all know how home field advantage works in the AFC South. I'm going to go with the Jags. All right. I'll take this disagreement for sure. Um I think that while the Jags have some some great young talent and they look like they're going to be a promising team in the future, that shellacking they just took at the hands of the Lions um, made me very negative about their outlook for the rest of this season, at least. And I think the Titans, this is a good get-back game for them to use uh, probably an overused trope. But um, I think... We'll see Derrick Henry start to pick up some more steam. He's been kind of shut down the last few weeks. He only had like 30 yards on 11 carries against the Eagles last week. Um, I think he's going to run all over the Jags defense. I think Tannehill, I'm trying to manifest Tannehill having a great game because I have to start him in one of my money leagues because of injuries. Um, But uh, yeah, I'm going with the Titans here. So uh, tighten up. And uh, hopefully that makes me the favorite host of all our Titans fan listeners. The coin is going with the Titans as well. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Next up, let's talk about it. We have um, the Denver Broncos hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, <laughs> when, let's ride. Let's ride. That's right. When we started talking about um, games that we might go see in SoFi, 
I was looking at what games would be happening for the Broncos on each of those given weeks just to see like what I would potentially miss out on. And I was relieved to learn that I was going to miss us losing <laughs> at home to the Chiefs. Uh, and as we sit, you know, three days out from this trip, the fact that I'm going to be watching the Chargers and Dolphins game and not this one is an unbelievably happy feeling in my heart. Um, so it's, it's going to be nice to have an excuse to miss one finally, because I feel myself (laughs) sit through some of the most miserable hours of football that I've ever Mm. taken in this season. Masochism. Um, Masochism. That's right. So I'm gonna go with the Chiefs, uh, and I'm not even gonna watch a highlight of it. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Russell Wilson, 300 yards, four touchdowns incoming. <laughs> Every four, it's like a 40 to zero game, and we're like, right. here's the thing. Last season, when we like went to see football, like, and didn't get to watch any other games, like the whole league like exploded on itself. I don't really know what happened that day, but no game went correctly so maybe yeah i remember that um i'm not gonna pick a shocker here i'm going with the chiefs they're one of the best in the league and the broncos the the streak continues would they be like nine they would be like nine and three or ten and two if they'd scored 18 points a game so good on them uh for not doing that (laughs) they're gonna help their draft pick out oh wait the seahawks have their draft pick (laughs) it's doomed um Sorry about that. The coin is also going with the Chiefs here. So doesn't take sent- doesn't take sentience to know who to pick in this game. Up next, we've got the Carolina Panthers taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, can't wait to see Sam Darnold back out on the field for the Panthers there. Um, I can wait. And if we have to choose which games we're watching in this window, that almost actually well. Here's the thing. We could be watching the Broncos game since the game we're going to got flexed to Sunday night football. So you're not out of the woods yet. <laughs> They're chief. Yeah, I'm going to um, spend some of my hours in L.A. consuming this football game. That's a great idea. Um, but yeah, the Panthers are taking on the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks have proven that they're the better team this year. I'm a little worried about how their defense is trending. They had like a good stretch over three game period, but they had a very tight one against the John Wolford led Los Angeles Rams just a week ago. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like picking an upset with the Panthers here, but I don't know. Geno Smith has actually just been so consistent this year, and I think uh, I think we're going to see the Seahawks strengthen their bid for the NFC playoffs here. Yeah, Geno Smith sincerely did not write back this season. He <laughs> um, is really looking at, I think... Um, a decent path to a playoff berth crazy enough. I mean, it's really just going to come down to how much the East has to say about it. But after this tie, I mean, that was basically the best case scenario for Seattle. Like yeah. either of those teams were able to come out ahead of them. So um, yeah, I'm going to go with Seattle here as well. Even though the Panthers have had some good moments and they have rid themselves of the curse of Baker Mayfield. He chased, CMC off before he went away. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Seahawks here. Yeah, whenever Gino said that line after that game in week one, I was like, that's going to be so funny when they're just really bad this year. And then they've just been good. He, um, yeah, true. I don't know. It just happened out of nowhere. The coin is also going with the Seahawks. All right. Speaking of the 
NFC South. Next up, we have the San Francisco. <laughs> nice segue. I mean, the NFC. I meant West, but I guess there is some South in this game. They I mean, both the, that, you know what? Both let's let's stay within these divisions. Let, let's let's talk about another matchup between these two divisions. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe a matchup combination I care about. Well, I don't know. NFC South versus like AFC East is pretty. Anyway, uh, we got the San Francisco 49ers hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The uh, Buccaneers were able to clutch it out this last weekend on Monday Night Football and secure a uh, 2-0 sweep over the Saints this year, completely reversing the 4-0 sweep that the Saints have held on them um, the last few seasons. You know what, dude? F it, dude. I'm saying it. It's Jameis. It's just about Jameis. It always has been. It always will be. He holds the secret. He got. He was given the playbook or something while he was there. I don't know what it is, but that's what mattered. Um, the 49ers have been having quietly a really good season, just playing a lot of like good, controlled, slow football. Um, and you know what? I think that they're actually going to uh, subject the Buccaneers to that this game. These. Guys have had some pretty interesting matchups in the past, um, uh, and I think that if like just from what we've seen, like if, if I'm not mistaken, like normally it just will sort of come down to the Buccaneers' ability to just overwhelm and play football like at a pretty fast pace level, like that we've seen them do in games that they've won basically ever since Tom Brady joined this team. Um, but I don't think they're actually going to be able to pull that off versus this 49ers, which, like I said, have just been doing a really good job keeping the game steady in such a way that they're going to end up winning. <laughs> like, it's it's like, I don't know, it's it's an odd strategy, but it's working well. Uh, I'm going to go with the 49ers here. Yeah, with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's injury last week, that opens the door for uh, seventh-round pick quarterback, against sixth round pick quarterback this week brock Brady <laughs> taken in the seventh round tom brady of course that scrub taken in the sixth round when he was drafted 20 plus years ago um yeah i think i'm gonna take the 49ers here as well brock purdy looked pretty good when he had to step in last week i don't think he's gonna like he's definitely not gonna be as good as jimmy garoppolo has been which is not a high bar to attain but he's still very raw seventh round literally the last pick in the draft um, there's a reason for that. So I don't expect him to like come in and light things up here. But I do expect them to give the ball to Christian McCaffrey a lot. And I think that's going to be a great um, recipe for success. Buccaneers really shouldn't have won that game yes, or on Monday night. It was, what was it? It was like 16-3 to with five minutes left in the game. Um, just needed the Saints to hold on to win like 20 bucks. But hey, it is what it is. And the Buccaneers won. Um Speaking of the Saints losing, though, hashtag pick watch, hashtag RIP Bozo. The Eagles have the Saints first round pick next year, which is a top five pick at the moment. So I can't be too upset. Um, I digress. Niners are going to win here. Buccaneers. Oops. Thanks, Siri. Um, (laughs) Always listening. Anyway, um, I don't think the Buccaneers are very good, but they're going to host a playoff game because they're going to win their division. So how cool is that? Uh, the very coin exciting. is is going with the Buccaneers in this one. Up next, we've got the game that we will be attending this week. NFL Woo! is on the road. Um, 
we are going to see the Miami Dolphins take on the Los Angeles Chargers in SoFi Stadium. Very excited about this one. Pretty sick that it got bumped up to Sunday Night Football. We got a whole day just in LA before this. We're going to probably go get some brunch and watch some football over brunch. How cool is that? And then well, it's going to be a, out there. A, a, ooh, baby, it's going to be a good day. And it would totally mess up the vibes, I feel like, for me, if I picked against the Chargers in this one. I think the Dolphins have looked like the better team this year. The Chargers are so Chargers. I think what are they? I think they're six and six. So right on right on course for a Chargers season. I think they'd get a I, I th- I'm thinking they get a win here because I would love to just root for the home team to win. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm just rooting for some good football. But for the sake of Brendan Swam, who will be attending this game with us, I'm going Chargers. Nice. I will be rooting for the Dolphins. Um, We're going to boo you so hard. I have, for a number of reasons. One, I love being a contrarian, not just within <laughs> my own little group of friends, but also within the, the whole of SoFi Stadium. That sounds very exciting. Second of all, I care pretty much equally about these teams and that I kind of like them both, except that honestly, I like the Dolphins a little bit more because the Chargers are a divisional rival. And third of all, um, it would be funny to see the Chargers lose while Brandon was there. So <laughs> I I guess in the spirit of being a contrarian on this trip, we'll take the Dolphins here, um, who I also low-key expect to win the game because... Chargers are going to charge. Um, I think that like the offerings of the Chargers and 49ers cannot be more radically different. And after like close but disappointing showing the Dolphins had versus the 49ers, I think that they're that they might be able to find more success versus the Chargers. So there you go. I will say Chargers. Hopefully, getting Mike Williams back this year or week. Um, Year. Austin Eckler this year, some point this year, maybe Hopefully. he might he might be back this year. Goodness, this week, I'm I'm excited. I hope we get to see some like wild Justin Herbert throws, the kind where I'm always like, that doesn't make sense how he could make that throw. Doesn't make sense that a human being could do that. But I'm just excited to attend this game. Either way, yeah. uh, the coin is going with the Chargers here. It's nice. All right, last but not least, we have the Arizona Cardinals hosting the New England Patriots on Monday Night Football. Um, okay, whatever, you know, <laughs> this is fine. It's too bad this Monday is... Night games can't get flexed. Real. I mean, this is kind of a Monday Night game, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, who cares, though, really. Um, let's see. What what are what am I thinking here? How am I feeling? Uh, the Patriots... Have not really done that much impressive to me this season, except for the fact that, like, in the grand scheme of things, the meltdown I was expecting them to have did not really, like, affect them that much. I mean, I know I'm saying that here, like, on the precipice of them having lost, like, a couple of pretty important games that, like, would have indicated that they were growing in some, like, meaningful fashion, like being able to take over the Vikings or the Bills, who you know, very well could be, like, two championship contenders this season uh, would have been a pretty big deal for this team, and they weren't able to do that. However, you know, 2-0 over the Jets, who are climbing in their own way, I believe that they did. They've taken a couple of other, like, surprising games at at different points. 
Um, the and now you know with um, all the like, uh, oh my gosh, brain fart. Yeah, <laughs> I just like coming coming into December here. I think that at this point, a lot of people expected that this is when we would first see them starting to like be good. But I think that now we're kind of just starting to be like, yeah, this is a decent team that's like just gonna have to take some tough losses. However, I don't really think that Arizona like might present that same problem for them. Um, as you have mentioned many times on the show before, Belichick is usually pretty good versus these like inconsistent and younger quarterbacks. And I think that like the ways that Carolina likes to string together a win usually call for um, them to have a lot of control over just like the general pace and vibe of the game. And that's not really how you play football versus Belichick. I think that like we could see uh, Kyler kind of getting knocked on his butt during some like risky shotguns, um, some really ineffective running plays, that sort of stuff. On the other side of the ball, I really just have not really been super duper impressed with the Cardinals defense this season, especially after they lost um, and I mean, I know that this is like a weird thing to say in week 14, but like ever since they lost Chandler Jones, I just have never seen that as being something that they could afford to lose, like in really any of their defensive showings. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Patriots here. All right, let's make this another five disagreement week and hopefully one of us will, uh, make or gain some ground. Um, I'm going to go with the Cardinals here coming off their bye week. They've had uh, a week to to really mold things over and really look themselves in the mirror and do whatever else teams do on the bye week. I really just want another disagreement and I really didn't know which way to go with this game. Um, I think we could see the Cardinals have a great offensive output. I think if we see some like first seven weeks of the year, last year, Kyler Murray going off with, uh, Deandre Hopkins, uh, that could spell trouble for the Patriots. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really care too much about this game. I'm realizing as I'm trying to talk about it, and uh, you know what? I'm just going with the Cardinals. Like so it. deal with it. Coin is siding with you on this one, feeling patriotic. Well, isn't that lovely? Thank you. Oh, I had to fix an issue with our sheet, but it, it looks like I fixed it. Wait, why are the disagreements wrong now? What is going on here? Did you delete the empty row? Hmm. Did you delete oh. the empty row in our spreadsheet? Uh, didn't you do that? <laughs> uh, I thought I cleared it. I don't know. Anyway, Nosferatu or somebody messed up this spreadsheet. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> about that. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of NFLs. I hope you enjoyed it. I know that um, it seems like maybe that we were having a little bit of technical difficulties at different points, but thank you for bearing with us. It's because we were. Yep. So there you go. If if you were thinking, huh, it seems like they might be, then that means I successfully did a good job covering it up while I was editing this episode. Uh, make sure to tell. Um, I'm gonna be a little bit more creative this time. Let's see. Make sure to tell an ice cream truck driver about us. Ooh, make sure to yes. tell a cheesecake factory hostess about us. Make sure to tell the Just person the who. That's right. Make sure to tell the person who rips your tickets when you go to see cocaine bear with your family this February about <laughs> us. Make sure to tell um, the flight attendant about us. You know, just really any random person you see, let them know. Do you like football? If so, 
listen to my two friends talk about it. Uh, all right, have a good day. That's that's how I would approach that situation. Yeah, that would um, be great. And it, also, if we can get into the ice cream truck game, that'd be great. Just have them play our podcast instead of catching <laughs> jingles. <laughs> Insanity. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody would get it. That's so funny. Um, Also, uh, you can tell the whole wide world wide web uh, by rating and reviewing us with five stars. I think that's the only option they let you choose to submit. So five stars on Spotify or Apple. Um, and on Apple, you can attach some comments, say that I kidnapped your child or something funny like that. Scare away our <laughs> listeners. Uh, with that, my name is Jacob Wilkinson. My name is Drew Wade, and I've got m- my child and my coin right here. <laughs>